Hello and welcome to Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon podcast where we watch, discuss, and rip into your favorite retro cartoons with a special focus on the best worst among them, Gem and the Holograms. I'm Hakuna Matitis. And I am Orifus Jones. And on today's episode, we are discussing Battle of the Bands, part five of the introduction miniseries. It took us forever, but here we are. Uh, I know. Oh my God, finally. Here finally. we are. But <laughs> this is the one, according to the Gem Bible slash Christian Marx's website, that Eric Raymond kidnaps a starlight girl and uses her to make Gem and the Holograms his prisoners during the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> Unless they can escape, the Misfits will win and Eric will take control of Starlight Music. Wow, that whole summary makes Eric sound even worse than he's been for the duration of the show so far. Yeah, and he's pretty shitty in this episode. I also want to point out that Starlight Girl is capitalized in this uh, little recap. So Starlight so Girl weird. is a proper noun. It's like trademarked. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, you know, Ashley and all the orphans, they are Starlight Girls, TM. I think that um, serves your, or kind of proves your theory about it, them using the orphanage as a farm to groom orphans into being stars. So true. It's kind of like the Jackson 5. 100%. Exactly. And then they start off as Starlight Girls and they become Starlight Stars. I don't know. I, <laughs> I had nowhere to go with that. <laughs> no, I think that they'll stay Starlight Girls and just be like the background singers or like the call girls. Is that the right word? The call girls. Yeah. The like yeah, yeah. booty shaking girls in the video. Yeah, the, the video host. The back, there you know? we go. The video host. Yeah, they'll be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they won't be call girls. <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> They're still underage orphans, Jocelyn. <laughs> I like where your mind you know, went. I, I like where your mind went. I tried it out. It didn't quite work. No, it was but, creepy. You know, you... <laughs> but this whole episode is creepy, it's so true. I think it's appropriate. This episode, dude, I don't even know what to feel about it. It's fantastical, <laughs> but also seedy, and also the culmination of all of our time thus far in this podcast. So I think this is a milestone, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's taken us so long to get to this point, and honestly, this episode kind of paid off. A hundred percent it did. For She's Got the Power Alone, which we will get to, probably my favorite video in, like, the Gemverse entirely. Yeah, the Gemisphere. Gemisphere, sorry, you're right. I'm mixing up my uh, portmanteaus <laughs> here. Yeah, it was um, action-packed. The songs were pretty good. The music videos were even better. Oh. A lot of drama. A lot of crying. Yes. A lot yes. of slapping and punching. Dude, so a lot much of... physical abuse. <laughs> there was like, there's gal on gal, there's guy on gal. I think actually maybe just guy on gal. Or guy on guy? Okay, there's guy on guy, for there's sure. There's deaf guy on guy. I know there's guy on gal. <laughs> I don't think we I would get never... any gal on gal on this one. Yeah, I would not watch the show if there wasn't any guy on guy. I mean, obviously. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sexual tension between Rio and Eric Raymond is palpable. Oh, God, it was off the charts. Which I don't uh, know if I'm yeah. into that or not. A part no, of me, I'm definitely. A part of me is. I'm definitely. 
Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm, like, I'm working out in my head. A part of me is into the idea of Rio being like a sub, kind of just getting like manhandled and abused by Eric Raymond. Oh my god! <laughs> is this consensual? I would. Subbing? I would say yes, but Eric will cross a line and. <laughs> Kind of take it to a place where Rio says no, but means yes, but is still saying no. Wow, that's uh, really deep, Michael, and I don't like it. <laughs> Me neither. I, I don't know. I, I keep myself out there. Let's get just back to the beginning of this episode. Yeah, so what the fuck happened? Yeah, uh, so we open up. Do we get a little girl recap in this? Yes, of course we right, do. Right, right, right. Okay, perfect. And she recaps. So I actually, I thought it was hilarious because... Technically, this is the penultimate episode of a five-parter, and yet the little girl recap recaps like the last like two minutes of the previous episode. So I think it, right. it just definitely just demonstrates how little the past four episodes really mattered <laughs> in terms of the overarching plot. Yeah, but at the same time, it did matter because they were still living in that mansion. They still, like, the ownership of Starlight Music was still up in the air because of this competition. True. You know what I mean? But what what I'm saying is, like, they could have maybe set up this episode in, like, one episode instead of, like, four previous. probably got to (laughs) the exact same spot. Oh, of course. All that other garbage that happened was so unnecessary. Hey, remember when they were on a boat for some reason? Yeah, why were they on the boat? Why was Countess Duvoisin introduced so early when she had no bearing on any other plot line after that episode? That's true, yeah. She's very much a periphery character. They could have introduced her in, like, the middle of season one. She does not need to be, like, a mainstay first few episodes kind of introduction. No, absolutely not. So, in this introduction, uh, we are reminded that Eric Raymond hires a private detective named Malone, Malone. to find out who Jim... Malone. With that little, like, to... thin mustache. The thin, mi- the thin mustache, the trench coat, and the confidence that he is the best private eye in the biz. Which, I guess he's, like, a pretty good one. Dude, he gets the job done. He, ba- he actually figures everything out, and then Eric is the one saying, like, no, this can't be right. So I I give kudos to Malone. Yeah. So, yeah, just to recap, Eric Raymond hires Private Malone, or a private detective named Malone to figure out who Jem really is. And then he goes into the drive-in and sees Synergy and kind of is like, what the fuck is this? Takes a lot of pictures. Synergy's like, intruder, intruder. And then Malone destroys Synergy with a chair. Right. I like how his first reaction is smash. He's going to smash it to smithereens. Exactly. <laughs> and um, Jarrett gets... Jarrett. <laughs> Jarrett. That's her boy drag That's name. Mo- <laughs> Jarrett. Have like a mullet and rat tail yeah, yeah. combination. Exactly. Yeah, she can pull it off. <laughs> so Jerrica gets an alert that there's an intruder and... Um, they kind of whip back around in the car and try to figure out who it is. But I noticed a continuity error when they're in the car. Did you see it? When they're old ladies? Okay, not when they're old ladies. Okay, which I also love, but we'll get back to that. Go ahead. <laughs> but, um, so, when they're driving and Jerrica gets the alert, Aja is driving the car, 
and Jerrica is sitting next to her. And then when, when, when they turn around to go back to the drive-in, it like goes back to them in the car and Aja's in the back seat. Right. And Jerrica's driving. Yes. Yes. That I, 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 like, I didn't actually notice that, but I do remember on the way back, Jerrica is driving, which I thought was a little bit out of place because usually Aja does drive. I didn't notice that. That was a little switcheroo there. Yeah, but anyway, I think Aja's better at driving. Oh, 100%. Uh, she's Asian. That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like really progressive in that way for reversing the stereotype. Yeah, in that one way. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Malone smashes it all up, uh, and then he dips super hard. And then we, we do, for an instant, see... Like, old lady gems, which is, like, Gem of the Holograms in old lady form, to which when I was watching it, I was like, well, how is this happening? How are, <laughs> how is Jerrica and the gang, how are they old ladies, which I assumed was an, an illusion, when Synergy is all smashed up, which we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, so at first, I was a little confused. I was like, oh, these showrunners are stupid. Little did I know they had a little trick up their sleeve, which I'm sure all, like, the eight-year-olds watching didn't see coming. Yeah, but I definitely did. Um, <laughs> I straight up did, just, so like, go fucking figure. Just as a spoiler, I guess, <laughs> Synergy was casting an illusion or a hologram when Malone smashed her up. Yes. So she didn't actually get smashed at all. She was perfectly fine. Which I give kudos to Sin, who I'm calling, I'm shortening her to Sin now, we're tight like that. Uh, at the end <laughs> of the last episode, I did say, like, why don't you just cast an illusion to, like, freak him out or whatever, but... She was playing that good con and just, like, cast an illusion upon herself. So Malone's actually smashing up nothing, which I guess <laughs> makes no sense yeah. unto itself. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, how would he have been able to smash anything if it was a hologram? Right, and, like, only, like, I don't know, a foot backwards is the actual machine. <laughs> yeah, that made no that sense. That made no sense. So, okay, okay, there we go. So maybe not quite too smart showrunners. <laughs> oh well but anyway so Malone goes back with the evidence to Eric Raymond's office and he's like guess who owns Starlight no, 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 Drive-In no, no. Justin, Justin, if I can interrupt you I just want to point out yes. before Malone goes to Eric's <laughs> office with all this evidence he goes to the quote unquote Bureau of Records for ownership <laughs> of Starlight Drive-In and I, you know right. myself as a journalist it's often very difficult to find documents relating to all sorts of different things. I really appreciate on the Gemverse, there is a Bureau of Records where you can just go to find records of things. <laughs> and you can walk away with those records. Yeah, in no time at all. It doesn't take very long. You're in, you're out. You got your records. You're at the Bureau. Right. So he does acquire the records about the ownership of the drive-in. He discovers that it's Emmett Benton, who owns it, who is Jerrica Benton's father. First time we know and his he, name? Yeah, first time. Emmett, okay. And Emmett. And um, he brings the evidence to Eric Raymond and is like, I think Jem and Jerrica are the same person. And Eric Raymond is like, nah, that's impossible. I've seen them together at the same time. And, um, yeah, and then he starts talking about uh, Synergy, and Malone is like, something is spooky about yeah, this gizmo. Yeah, spooky gizmo. <laughs> and I like how, I like how Eric's, like, instant reaction is like, whatever it is, I want it. And it's like, right? <laughs> like, classic Raymond, so... but also just like, I don't know, dude, calm down. 
He's so greedy. Like, whatever he doesn't have, he wants. Right, right, right. Which, I mean, again, maybe a part of me respects, and it's very much like the 80s life of luxury vibe, but also Eric, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, stop doing so much cocaine. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, we then discover that Synergy is only a hologram when she's all busted up by Malone. Right. Um, and... What happens next? So, old lady, uh, old lady, gem crew have already like followed Malone back to Eric Raymond's office to like confirm PI man is a man of Eric Raymond's, and then basically Eric, after he discovers like this, the connection between everything, and not really sure what this like device is for, and like his aggressive desire for it, he gets his goon squad together. <laughs> Eric gets his goon squad together and they head over to the Emmett lair, Emmett Benton lair. Um, <laughs> and I love Eric's goon posse because he got Zipper, you know, head bitch in charge yes. or like maybe bottom bitch in this scenario. I don't know. I think he's the bottom me bitch. Me too, me too. He's like that first hoe you call when you need shit done. Uh, For sure. <laughs> and then you get this like unnamed fat goon who is, as we'll see later in the episode, is utterly useless. Uh, he doesn't even have a name. He doesn't even have a name. He's just, like, overweight fat goon. Well, he's very juicy. At one point, like, they show a picture of his butt, and it is quite juicy. Okay. Uh, I don't see fat people, so I didn't see that part. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wish I didn't see fat people. That's what I meant to say. Oh. <laughs> also kidding. Also kidding. I can say this as the next fat person. It's fine. All right. All right. All give right. Give me that sure. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> you haven't been fat in like how long? Twenty years? No, not twenty years. I want to say maybe like twelve years. You could even say ten. You could even say ten. You were not fat when I first met you. When I was in university, when I was eighteen, I was definitely a lot chubbier than I am now. Okay, fine, fine. Um, and also, you know, society's harsh harsh pressures have made me, you know, the judgmental. <laughs> person i am today yeah you know it is all society's fault i agree let's blame society all those comments i just made (laughs) totally not on me (laughs) yeah society is the fucking worst and such a judgmental bitch so so true (laughs) um anyways but anyway so goon squad (laughs) heading to the lair um and with that happening, you basically have Gem and the Holograms. I think they've already returned. And they're like, okay, we got to get this stuff out of here. And I just really love how they're just casually disassembling Synergy. Like, they know exactly how it works. Taking away all the parts. I think they, like, just show s- s- one person, I don't know, wrenching a wrench. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know how this very sophisticated machine operates. Yeah, I like how it's a very sophisticated machine. But at the same time, it's like... A piano with a TV attached. That like assembles with a couple of screws. Yeah, that assembles like a Lego set or something. You just have to like match the parts <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, so yeah, they bring the they bring Synergy back to their mansion to hide it from Eric Raymond. That's what happens right here, right? Yeah, basically. <coughs> Ooh, <coughs> that uh, podcast wine really just got went down the wrong throat. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what happens, and uh, when Eric discovers that the machine is gone, they, like, crash the gate, which is classic Raymond, like, no fucks given, respect. 
Uh, he he <laughs> enters and he's like, oh, the thing's not here. This is the last time they make a fool out of me. To which I'm also like, Eric, how do you even know, I don't know, what's happening here? Uh, in your eyes, like, this is all some mysterious plot. Right. Yeah, I I really, I don't, I don't know how they would know that. Also, how did they even know that Eric Raymond was on his way back to the drive-in? Yeah, I don't think they really did. I think they just assumed, yo, this guy came in and tried to smash Synergy up. We should try to, like, get it out of here because obviously this isn't a safe location anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Which is smart. And that's like, yeah, that's the smartest thing they've ever done. Literally, quite honestly, yes. (laughs) So anyways, um, they bring Synergy back to the mansion and they plug her in. Yeah, they turn a wrench so it's all good. You know, know, they're really doing the work. They're turning the screw with a wrench. And then immediately, like, as Synergy is warming up, she kind of like sensually beams this light into Jerrica's eyes. Oh, dude, yeah, those synergy eye beams, it's mad good, dude. um, Yeah. It's like a nice entrance. Yeah, it was so good. Like, I was like, yes, synergy, back in business. And basically this brings us into She's Got the Power, the best song we've heard so far. Dude, best song. I cannot tell you how much I love this video. It is Peak synergy, <laughs> peak Captain Planet synergy, if I may say. Mm-hmm. Like a crystal gleaming bright, like a prism bending eye, she can turn the day to night. She's got the power. She's got the power. Power. She's got the power. 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 She's got the power. I love how she's like shooting, her eyes are shooting rainbows. Right, right, right. A lot of eyeballs actually in this video. Uh, I think, I think one, like one of the lines or one of the lyrics explicitly says eyeballs or eyes. No, it does not. No way. They say, there's no way that any of the lyrics contain the word eyeball. Okay, maybe not eyeball, but I think eyes or something. <laughs> there's some sort of like cue. And then once they say that word, like I got like I got my eye on you or something like that, then like you just see a bunch of eyeballs on the screen. And like it I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, the show has an eyeball fixation. It really does. Um but yeah, a fucking like Captain Planet Synergy is super lit. You have Synergy walking down that corridor of candles, which I really enjoyed. Yes. Such a good I visual. Loved that. And you have her doing mm-hmm. that like that bow and arrow of fire, which was like very Sailor Mars. I also really like that too. Yeah, I, f- I thought she like took the sun, like the fire from the sun, and made a bow and arrow out of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's is, what happened too. Is that what happens? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and then like people are doing headstands and Synergy is really like <laughs> rocking her fitness look. There's like a spiral light rainbow dancing in the sky. It's, and fireballs are everywhere. It's so much. Yeah, definitely. There are fireworks. Yeah. People flying through the sky doing flips. Yeah. It's yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And the song is all right too. The song's all right too. I, I'm really more about um, the visuals in this one. Yeah, definitely the visuals are better than the song itself but i don't mind the song yeah. i feel like it kind of played off of the video right, in a yeah. nice way dun, 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 dun. it's like kind of casual yeah, yeah, yeah it's a toe tapper 
<laughs> Probably the highest compliment <laughs> we've given to a single Gem in the Hologram song. Yeah, I tap my toe to that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had a discernible melody. I guess you could kind of hear the beat. And yeah, that's all you can really ask for. That's true. That's true from the holograms. Also, I'm, I'm still on hologram patrol. I think I took a note down at one point <laughs> it comes back, but I'll, I'll let you know when we get there. Sure. Yeah, please do, because I didn't register any holograms. Right into the hole, a gram. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so she's got the power, eventually ends, much to our dismay, because I wish that moment could last forever. But uh, we close back to Eric's office. And Pizzazz, as per usual, is pretty pissed. She's all antsy because the battle of the band is happening tonight, and she doesn't want to lose. Uh, typical, typ- typical. Yeah, typical Pizzazz. And... I'm pretty sure, like, Ashley, like, knocks at the door, which how she got in yes. there, I have no idea. So you got... Yeah, how did she just leave the orphanage without anyone noticing? And how did she get by Eric's, you know, super snappy and on-the-ball receptionist? <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, no, she's like, oh, there's a little girl here. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, she's too busy painting her nails. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so motherfucking Ashley comes in. She's coming in to see the misfits. Uh, she's bringing back... The $30 that they gave her to come in and basically break and enter into Starlight House. Right. Finally, Ashley does the right thing. Finally. Yeah. Which I also just love Pizzazz's response of like, you bet I'll take it back. And like, looks like she's about (laughs) to slap Ashley across the face. Oh, yeah, definitely. She's definitely going to smack her. Yeah. And yeah, they basically confront her for turning her back on them and ratting them out or whatever. So, I don't know. Yeah, she, yeah, they do not handle this situation with a great deal of maturity and grace. Zero percent, <laughs> which I don't expect from them or anyone in this television show. Uh, My favorite thing about this interaction, though, is Roxy calls her... Roxy or Pizzazz calls her that good-for-nothing starlight orphan. Dude, I know! And then, <laughs> and then Eric is like... Oh, she's one of Jerrica's waifs. <laughs> How convenient. How convenient. Which, dude, I wrote that, I wrote both of those out verbatim in quotes, being like, who are these people? What is a waif? Yeah, I think a waif is just like a, a frail, thin person. Uh, is it not? Yeah, I, 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 oh. that's what I assumed as well. Like, uh, yeah, like a, a like a skinny hoe kind of situation. <laughs> so I just googled it. It's a homeless, neglected, or abandoned person, especially a child. Oh, okay. So that's actually so guess, very on point. Yeah, that's very on point. Good job, Eric. Good verbiage out of Eric Raymond on that one. Uh, so Eric closes with that how convenient thing. It just looks mad creepy about it. Like. Real child predator situation. <laughs> and I love how, like, you can look at Stormer and you know in her head she's thinking, like, do not leave her alone with him. We Do not leave her alone with him. Yeah, what do you mean? Like, how convenient to do what? Yeah, dude. Eric. You're a grown man. Yeah, I just love how he, like, can find an opportunity to exploit someone or a situation no matter what. Yeah. You know? It's beautiful. It's commendable, disgraceful, but also, I mean, he has savvy. Yeah, it's impressive. 
So anyway, Gem and the Holograms, meanwhile, are getting ready for the Battle of the Bands. And I need to point out yet again that Jerrica is wearing that puke green and orange bar wench monstrosity. Oh yes, I, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and while they're getting ready, Ashley calls her well, using Eric's telephone. If we can take a moment, while they're getting their fashions ready, I did want to point out Aja's look, because she has some like cute mesh gloves, and you know I love a good mesh glove. Uh, yes. And we see Shayna picking her fro, which I think is like the first time we see any sort of uh, Shayna doing anything, I guess, when it related to her hair. They don't like, yeah, like, you know, Shayna obviously must have different hair care kind of uh, procedures. I think it was like the first time you see her like straight up really like going at it. Yeah. I mean, good for good for them. I'm sure they did a lot of research to figure out how black people do their hair. I guess <laughs> Maybe they did. I hope so. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, Ashley calls her calls Jerrica via Eric and basically says that she's trapped with him. And Eric threatens them by saying, "Gem and the holograms have 30 minutes to get to Starlight Drive-in drive or Ashley pays the price." Yes. Yeah, uh pays the price being a quote. Which I also just love if it cut to commercial and then you come back and it's like, yeah, okay, whatever, Eric. Like, I don't care what you do with Ashley. And they just hung up. <laughs> like, honestly. Well, she does care what she does with a he does with Ashley, does he not? No, 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 she does. I'm just saying in my perfect world of Gem and the Holograms, <laughs> Gem would be like, yo, all right, later, Ashley. Sucks to suck. Yeah, we have a battle of the bands to get to, <laughs> so uh, bye, bitch. Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You never, I guess. Uh, unfortunately, Jerrica in that fucking pu puke green headscarf outfit uh, has, I guess, a moral code or some moral fiber. So they, they know it's a trap, but they have to fucking do it. Uh, right. And Rio walks yeah. in uh, like a fucking clueless goon. And he's like, they basically have to be like, you know, Rio, like, cute, 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 cute. I'll see you later. Like, I don't need you. I have things to do. And well, yeah, and Rio's like, what's going on here? Like, I can tell when something is wrong. And she was just like, oh, it's all good. Bye. <laughs> Which I kind of respect. It's like, you know, the girls hit the road solo. And it's like, yeah, you don't need no man. Yeah, but like, okay, why does she need to lie to him yet again for no reason? You know, it's, it'd be one thing to be like, oh, yeah, this happened, but it's okay, we don't need you, versus just straight up lying to his face. That's true. I think at this point, she's weaved a web of lies that she really can't come out of. And when you're already surrounded by a maze of your own untruths, you might as well just tell a few more. Yeah, because you don't know what... Like, if telling the truth will back you into a corner or something. Exactly. So you might as well just lie, 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 lie. <laughs> but I just love how at one point she's like, you know you could trust me. It's like, oh my god, really? You really <laughs> think that you're trustworthy? You've been lying for so long. Yeah, you really cannot trust her. She's been lying to you left, right, and center. Yeah. But she does justify her decision not to tell him the truth by saying that Eric warned them not to tell anyone. Or else. Oh, true. That is true. Um, that is true. Yeah, but I don't think that's the full reason, to be honest. No. And, like, Rio isn't just anyone else. He's part of the gang. Yeah, but is he, though? I don't know. I, he... Not in my heart. <laughs> I don't know 
if anyone is part of the gang in my heart anyway. <laughs> Kimber's like, in there. I don't, honestly, dude, like, I don't know emotionally how much any of these characters resonate with me. Oh, yeah, I, I feel it. Uh, again, Hundo P, <laughs> save for Stormer and Kimber. They're my gals. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Jerrica can get bent. Ooh, <laughs> spicy. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thought I would try it out. Yeah, it worked. It just came to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, anyway. So, they go to the music match. And uh, at one point, we have, like, this announcer. or Someone says, modern music will never be the same. It's like, all right, bitch, please. Uh, we've, been ar- <laughs> we've been around here for four episodes already. We know what we're getting ourselves into. It's not going to be revolutionary. <laughs> right? That was so delusional of them to say. Uh, so Eric has Ashley in what looks to be, like, the scenery department. And he straight up, mm-hmm. like, throws Ashley. He has, like, no concern for her well-being in the slightest. Yeah, he shoves her towards the misfits and is like, here, you guys take care of her. I have business to take care of. Yeah, and they have a little bit of, like, running around, which I'm sure was just, like, to kind of kill time. Pizzazz tries to... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, no, I was going to say what you were going to say. They tried to shove her in a trunk. (laughs) Which, yeah, is super, super harsh, and Ashley tries to get away. But there's no getting away from fucking Roxy, um, the menace we know and love. She'll, she'll catch a kid. And, yeah, uh, and, and they do. And they do. They run around some boxes. Um, and Stormer is aghast because she knows that child will probably die in that trunk they stuck her in. <laughs> uh, but they basically peer pressure her into being like, nah, dude, sorry. Like, if you want to win, you got to, like, do everything that counts. Stormer's like, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah they basically accuse her of going soft and that she's either with them or against them. And yeah, Stormer caves, which I was disappointed in Stormer for that. Me too. But I mean, also it's Ashley. So like, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I did feel a little bit bad for her this episode. Yeah, Ashley, she gets the run of it this episode. She actually doesn't do anything wrong. She just kind of gets like used as a like piece or like a like a trophy to be won or traded upon, if you will. Uh, but that being said, is Ashley anything other than, like, a vapid carcass? Oh my god. That is savage. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a little bit much. Ashley, uh, I I actually have nothing good to say about her. (laughs) She really, my impression of her was bad. My first impression of her was bad, and that's kind of spoiled her for me, for the rest of the show. Yeah, but, but again, I guess taking into this episode unto itself, Ashley does very little to deserve all the crap that's being thrown at her. Um, in that in that context, like, poor kid. She's basically being kidnapped. Yeah, she is being kidnapped and then locked in a trunk and used as a pawn in a scheme to, like, also kidnap Gem in the holograms. <laughs> yeah, it's kidnaps on kidnaps. I like it. Yeah, so uh, Eric really will stop at nothing. Right, 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 exactly. Um, so Ashley's in a trunk. The Fizzits have to, like, go do the Battle of the Bands thing, and they're on first. And this is where Taking It All comes on, which um, is fitting because, you know, they want to take it all, and they're literally willing to endanger the life of a child to get it.
I like this track. It's basically just like the usual Misfits mantra of taking everything they want and robbing people set to music. <laughs> yeah, I really like how they um, fleece Howard Sands for the prize, which is the mans- mansion in the movie, and his keys and his money. Yeah. Then they're stealing jewelry from a store and then dive into the ocean and like pirate some jewels from a treasure chest. And they go gambling and there's like Rio money for some (laughs) reason, which I didn't get, but I liked it. Well, she's, yeah, she's also stealing Rio, I guess. Right, right. Who's nothing but a commodity to to pizzazz. (laughs) And they go to space and and there's like interstellar cash. There's money floating through the sky. And, ooh, I like at one point, Gem and the Holograms are wearing some like, worker uniform oh yeah and they're like they're shoveling money yeah they're wheeling wheelbarrows barrels of uh wheelbarrows wheelbarrows Wheelbarrow. <laughs> okay we're gonna have to edit that yeah so we know yeah yeah idiot. we know english what up um <laughs> they're basically rolling wheelbarrows of money for the misfits and then like shoveling it into their car right 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 and there's also actually one point where we see quarterback pizzazz, but I'm pretty sure it's the exact same animation used in like episode two or something where we see quarterback pizzazz. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same thing. But then after like later, I think they switch it to like it being Rio and it's Rio quarterback. Uh, yeah. So basically pizzazz like bursts out of a giant football True. and then she like goes off with a a quarterback that we can't see yet. And then in the car, she, you realize that it's Rio and she has her arm around him. Right, right, Because right. she stole him too. Yeah. Which also, like, Rio, Rio quarterback is, like, pretty hot. Um, I think yeah. anyone in, like, kind of a football-ish uniform is, like, ten times, well, not ten times harder, maybe ten points hotter. I'll give it to Rio. Yeah, it's because they have those leggings on and then the padding in their it, upper body yeah. makes them look super broad exactly, and muscular. Exactly. And, like, the shorts... And sometimes they have, like, pads in the thigh area, so it looks extra thick in the quads. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty hot. Yeah, like a good leg, you know? (laughs) I know, I know you do. (laughs) Uh, Um, So the music ends. uh, Taking it all wraps up. Uh, And basically, they go back to Starlight Drive, because that's where, like, this, like, trade-off is going to happen. And it's looking creepier than ever. They're... uh, I don't know, someone makes a comment of, like, you know, it's a trap, or it's going to be, like, a lion's den, and Jerrica makes, I think it's Jerrica, makes actually a decently badass line, which is like, yeah, if it's a lion's den, well, I'm going to go pull those lion's teeth out, which, whoa, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, that's pretty hardcore for a gem line, right. especially. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and then they go in, and I'm pretty sure they're immediately surrounded by Eric and his goon squad. Yes, and Ashley is not there because she's in a trunk or something. <laughs> uh, fighting for and, air. Yeah, and then like a whole bunch of stuff happens. They sick, Eric sticks his goons on her, and then Zipper traps her. Um, and there's a car chase at some point. Yeah, because like, that prerequisite gem in the holograms car <laughs> chase. Every she, you know, every music show needs a car chase. Yeah, it's always so much. She runs away, but he catches her anyway with his motorcycle. And, yeah. 
Yeah, so... But basically... Yeah, there's, yeah. like, an extended scene where they, yeah, like... It's Zipper and Jerrica. Like, Jerrica's Jerica, in a car. Zipper's in a, on a motorcycle. And it's an extended scene, which ultimately adds up to, like, nothing. Because, like, they started at the Starlight Drive-In, and they basically just end up captured at the Starlight Drive-In. Yeah. But I do like how Jim, in a car, is basically saying how she's, like, trapped by this one guy on a motorcycle. It's like, no, dude. In fact, you're not trapped. You could run him over. Right. But the thing that she does, so he, like, she gets trapped by him because he drives his motorcycle up this ramp thing and blocks her way. Right, which is like nice know? hops. It was like a good little jump. Yeah, and she's too good to run him over. Right. You know, that's not Jerrica's style. I suppose. So, she, yeah, she gets captured, and then she, like, kind of, like, ninja stars throws one of her earrings for some reason. Uh, and we don't really know the reason yet. And she gets captured, and then it cuts to commercial. Jim will be right back after these messages. Sugar Bear's got a new cereal. Super Orange Crisp. Come on, babe. It's crunchy. Gotta keep going. Please, I want some vitamin C. Orange Annie, what's wrong? Sugar Bear, the choppers want something orangey. Well, let's give them Super Orange Crisp. Get a kick of orange flavor. <laughs> orange, orange. Good idea, sugar. Good idea to have a Sugar Bear breakfast every morning with Super Sugar Crisp or new Post Super Orange Crisp. Orange is my favorite color. Back to Jim. Yeah, so basically the holograms don't show up for the competition. The misfits think they have this in the bag. Howard Stern is kind of like, well, if they don't show up in 15 minutes, then it'll have to go to the misfits. Um, and Rio has this hunch that Eric Raymond is behind all of this and kind of threatens him. And it's so weird here because at one point this guy with a bulldozer comes through with a bunch of wood and the trunk with Ashley in it. And do you remember this part? All I really have written down was, wait, why is the trunk moving? Oh, she almost died. So close, so close. <laughs> but like, yeah, totally. But like, actually, why is the trunk moving? Why is it being carried on this Right, bulldozer? right, exactly. There's no, it doesn't seem to be any real reason for this set piece we imagine to be moved in any real way because well i mean maybe you could maybe it was part of the gem the hologram set and they were going to go on there was like some sort of trunk i don't know <laughs> to stand on yeah. or to emerge from yeah, i don't know um that's actually kind of hot like emerging from a trunk in a number yeah i could see that yeah yeah um but anyway the trunk is the bulldozer is backing up and ashley is pounding on the trunk and Rio's like, what's happening? That's Ashley. And then, like, easily scoops the trunk off of the bulldozer. <laughs> and then, just in time for her not to be smashed, because somehow, like, all the wood blows up and the... I don't know. It's it's confusing. Right. It was a close call for Ashley. Um, for all of our sakes, unfortunately, she didn't perish in a bloody mess. <laughs> But uh, I'm pretty sure, like, it ends with, like, so Ashley lets Rio know what the whole plan is. And it basically boils down to, like, Rio only has 15 minutes to, like, save the thing. And uh, what Mr. Sands, the dude, like, running the whole contest, is like, you have to do this. Like, if they're not here in 15 minutes, the whole thing is going to be for the misfits, and I can't do anything about it. 
It's like, again, dude, you are the one person who can do something about this. You know the other side is cheating. They put a child's life in danger. You control all of the assets tied to this contest. I'm, I'm sorry, sir, but you can do something. Yeah, it's his mansion. It was his idea. They, he already knows that they are murderous and kidnapping crazy people. Anyway, so, so then um, yeah. back at Starlight Drive-In... The holograms are there, and they're doing some shit. And all I really under—all I really remember from here is that like a bunch of like illusions are cast, and there's some like lions, which I thought was a good yeah. throwback because we had that lion <laughs> line from earlier. So now we see some actual lions. Yeah, that was very clever. So yeah, um, Synergy projects a bunch of lions on the inside, and Zipper is freaking out because obviously they're lions. And then she also projects a bunch of police cars on the outside, and the goon on the outside is freaking out because he doesn't want to get arrested. Right, which I'm pretty sure is the fat goon, and I want to also point out that he sounds <laughs> mentally handicapped, which oh my God. is true, to which I will maybe give Eric some credit for hiring and giving work to someone <laughs> with a mental disability. <laughs> but I will also ask, is he Italian oh, or is he Asian? I would assume Italian. Me just too, because he's a goon. purely on stereotypes. Agreed, yes. agreed. And I can say that as an Italian, so it's fine. <laughs> but you say a lot of things as a not <laughs> member of those communities. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, Joss, I know. <laughs> but that's one time you do get Yeah, this one toast fast, toast fast. <laughs> toast fast. Um, anyway, so they're freaking out, and then there's a whole bunch of, like, confusing nonsense that happens again. Yeah, I don't even know what's, what happened <laughs> in this scene. There's a lot of, like, I don't know, raucous behavior. I just basically have, like, this is some trippy shit, and, like, just ended it there. Yeah, but to make it short, to make a long story short, the actual police do arrive with Rio, and um, arrest these goons. Actually, including I, 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 Eric I, Raymond. Including Eric Raymond. But I do actually want to point out, and this again is one of those, like, a lot of shit happens and no one knows what the fuck is happening. Because I'm pretty sure at one point an illusion box is thrown or lands on zippers. And again, if it was an illusion, how did it physically affect him in the slightest? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I have no idea. That's a great question. Yeah, these are the these are the answers we need. Yeah, please, someone tell us because we don't know. Um, but, but yeah, so basically they get out, and uh, when Rio like kind of comes to save the day with the cops, like Jem immediately goes to kiss him, and again it's one of those moments of like Jem, why are you doing this? And also, no one seems to bat an eye. Yeah, no, this time Rio doesn't even react. He's like, "Yep, this is happening. This is my life." Right. Uh, fortunately though, they make it back and I'm pretty sure this is the hologram moment we've been waiting for. Uh, cause Mr. <laughs> Sands, I'm pretty sure says either in him explaining why they couldn't be there or why they suddenly are there. He drops a hologram. Right. Okay. I'll have to take your word for it. I will go back and listen to it. I did not hear it. It, it was subtle. It was but subtle. I'm pretty sure they're trying to phase it out. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Yeah. It was a one episode long experiment. <laughs> For whatever reason. And then someone was like, actually, I think I liked it better when we didn't say hologram. <laughs> actually, I liked it better when we pronounced the word like it's pronounced. 
<laughs> Probably what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um. Anyway, um. So they win the competition, obviously. Obviously, and they sing. Um, um, music is magic. Music is magic, and the song was not magical for me. Oh, dude, this song is so forgettable. Music is magic. I don't even really like the only notes I really have are um, like Jem's costume is pretty good. Uh, there's like I think like Eric is in there for some reason. Yeah, it's Eric driving around in their rock and roaster. Right, right. Like trying to get away from the cops or some shit. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but anyways, um, he is caught by the cops. But when Jerica, so after winning the competition. Jerica wins the mansion. They win the free movie. Right, which is okay. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> right? It's a movie. I'm sure we'll hear more about it in episode six. Yeah, yeah. I also um, actually want to point out that uh, in the in the crowd for the music concert, there are a lot of cowboys. And I don't know what is with this show and cowboys. There's like Thank you. I there's I noticed that too. Yeah, there's a lot of dudes in cowboy hats and like they look in real cowboy like um, I don't know if this is set in like New Mexico where maybe I don't even I don't dude, I don't even know anything about New Mexico. Uh I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying things, but like there's a lot of there's a lot of cowboy action. Yeah, it's pretty hot though. It is pretty hot, it is pretty hot. And like yeah, they have that whole rock meter. Um which I love when the rock meter hits I don't know, it like ejaculates basically. There's all these like right. fireworks in the sky. And there's like this gem, like typography <laughs> spire work in the sky, which is like, how is that even possible? Because it looks like a paintbrush gem thing. Like you see, it's a logo for Gem and the Holograms. Yeah, they didn't write it in the sky with fireworks. It was just kind of printed on the sky. Right. Uh, which, yeah, you know, that happens. Yeah, that happens. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Um, anyway, so along with all the prizes from the competition itself, Jerrica wins back her record studio from Eric. Right. Because right. of that bet they had exactly. initially. Exactly. So she goes up to Starlight Music to look at the space, to like reclaim her territory, and lo and behold, in her office is Eric Raymond. That's right. Who she's really surprised to see because he's supposed to be in jail. But as you will learn, uh, or as we already know, money buys everything, even freedom. Right. Right. And this line by Eric is amazing <laughs> when he's like, it's amazing what lawyers can do if you pay them enough. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> Eric, you're the embodiment of greed. But it's so true. Exactly, exactly. It really is. Yeah, and at this point, like, Eric is just kind of in the office rummaging around, taking Jerrica's personal possessions, and then smacks Jerrica in the face. Yeah, this whole scene, it, like, like personal possessions, slap to the face Jerrica, and then Rio responds by, like, clocking him and, like, sending him over. Right, and he was like, this is something to remember me by. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then 
Eric's like rubbing his wound saying, I will. Which is like, I will remember this. Pretty hot. Oh, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, someone should make a fan fiction about those two. If they haven't already. Yeah, we'll look into it. Maybe next episode we'll talk about our search results on that end. Oh, dude, yeah. Let's, on that front. Let's do that. That'd be, who has the hot yeah. topic? <laughs> so yeah, that was um, the episode. Right. It was it honestly closes with quite... a kiss. I feel like we should comment how Jerrica actually kisses Rio. Um, and Rio doesn't seem phased by it in the slightest. I think he's like officially down with this whole, I'm dating Jerrica, but Jem is my side piece. Right. Yeah, and I feel like Jerrica and Rio, we don't really see kissing each other very much. They're not much of a couple. Exactly. Jerrica's exactly. always running away and becoming gem. And, and also like... a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. Or like maybe asexual? Yeah, honestly, Jerrica is asexual. She's too good to be to have any sexual impulses, you know? Yeah, for sure. I agree with that completely. Uh, yeah, and that's um, the uh, that's the end of the ep. End of the ep. We, uh, yeah, so, that's the end of the Battle of the Bands. We're now marching into uncharted gem territory. There'll be no little girl to recap the episode. <laughs> yeah, until there is, until there's another unnecessary five-parter. Right, right, right. I think it, I think the most we get is like a couple. We definitely get a lot of two-parters. I don't know if we get like a full-on like plus three-parter, but we'll find out when we get there, folks. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, so this leads us to the baddest bitch of the episode. Uh, baddest. I vote for. I vote for synergy. Oh, dude, obviously synergy. There's no one else. No one else can take the cake, and no one else should because synergy and all of her Earth Goddess Mother glory is pure fire. Yeah, dude, and like she's flipping through the sky. She's shooting rainbows out of her eyes. She's casting all of these crazy illusions. Like, they're all very innovative and, like, ingenious. Right, mad clever. And you know, like, Jerrica's not thinking that shit up. That's all Synergy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Synergy is the most important character in this show. I stand by that 100%. She's the linchpin of the series, 100%. Uh, and I feel like seldom is she given her due. But in this episode, Never. I think she gets the spotlight in a very real way. Uh, yes. In a manner that demonstrates the awe she should always inspire. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love uh, a bitch in a good jazzercise headband outfit. Yeah, she's so hot too. Like, my God. So yeah, uh, Synergy. No yes. com- no competition. Baddest bitch. Yeah, the there's, there's no one even worth mentioning no. otherwise. Zero percent. Uh, with that, though, the biggest bitch of the episode, uh, Ooh, which is Eric Raymond. Yeah, I want to say this is like the first time Ashley doesn't come first to mind. Uh, quite honestly, <laughs> no, but she's still there. She's, she's still, still there. Lingers in the back, exactly. Of the mind. Like in my head, it's like, oh, you could argue Ashley, but I think she gets you know put into shit more often than she gets herself into shit this time around. Yeah, for sure. Actually, I would say for the biggest bitch, I would maybe give it to that like nondescript fat goon <laughs> what he didn't even have a name how could he be the biggest bitch uh, not that that hasn't stopped us before but only because he seems to like he he only exists to like 
I don't even know. I, I maybe don't have much of a rationale here. He's just a little, <laughs> no. He, I guess no, no, no. I, I think really, I think he's more of a little bitch in my in the in my thought process here because he's like always like whining, complaining. He doesn't understand how things work. He has no name, but not a big bitch. That's fair. Uh, really though, yeah, yeah. I guess Eric probably is the only person who can really claim the title. Yeah, he was going crazy this episode. Like, he kidnapped Ashley, True. a fucking orphan. He called her a waif. Which I love. <laughs> he, uh, what else did he do? I don't know. He kidnapped Jerrica and the holograms. True, true. Or Jem and the holograms. Uh, and he slapped, slapped yeah, he spun, slapped a bitch. <laughs> he shoved Ashley... You're right. That's like big bitch energy if I've ever seen it. Yeah, he's he's crazy. Yeah. I love him. Me too. Me too. I love him, but he's like, ah, oh, such a problem. Yeah, he's pure evil, which I kind of like more because more than Rio, for instance, who's trying to be, who's supposed to be the good guy, but he's actually the worst. Yeah, I, I don't know. Rio's characterization, like, really perplexes me because yeah he's supposed to be the good guy but i cannot help but hate everything he says and does <laughs> yeah he's a massive tool yeah and eric who is an intentionally written as evil is way more likable <laughs> don't know about likable maybe, okay maybe not likable nah, relatable is a strong word too but there, <laughs> um, there are elements to his character which you can enjoy from a narrative perspective. Like, he plays the villain very well. He does. He really, truly does. Like, he has no qualms or... Yeah, he has no moral qualms about anything. He will honestly do anything to win. Exactly, which... Which is... Which is fun. It's fun to watch. Exactly. Which is, you know, I feel like, because you never know. Too. You never know how far he's going to take it. Which is far. Yeah. Always very, very. Like far. you can't. Like how far can you take being good, and have that be entertaining? Yeah. Well, we know like, Jerrica Benton. It doesn't go very far. Yeah. No, it's not entertaining. It's absurd. So yeah, I enjoy the Misfits. I enjoy Eric Raymond, even though they are really problematic. Um, all right, with the awards granted, I think that uh, brings us to the close of yet another episode of Gem Girls. I am Orifice Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis. And if you can, and if you're willing to, uh, give us a rate and or review, hashtag five stars on whatever podcast <laughs> app you're using, because obviously this problematic banter is giving you life. And we want to continue doing that with a high, a high rating, a perfect rating, if you will. A, a perfect rating. And I hope when you rate us, you recognize that, A, we're not even doing this together in the same studio. True. I'm in an apartment. I'm covered with in a bed sheet. <laughs> I'm using a mic. We're both using microphones that we bought off of Amazon. I'm in London, Ontario. Michael is in Ottawa, Ontario. So yeah, so, this is some like janky shit that you should support because it's that real deep cut, you know? <laughs> yeah, and we're cute. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And yeah, we're fucking cute. Yeah, our disembodied voices are so hot. Oh dude, I would I would think so. I have like a cute little lisp. 
Yeah, so do I. <laughs> Anyways, rate us and review us. Don't include all the vanity, if you would. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, like us on our socials that uh, right now don't exist, but I'm sure at some point will, at Gem Girls. Yeah, so stay outrageous, our little gembryos. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>